0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Vladimir Zelensky makes surprise trips to London and Paris Florida voter fraud task force case ends with split verdict And Turkey's leader admits shortcomings in earthquake assistance It's Thursday, February 9 I'm Anthony Davis. Volodymyr Zelensky sought Western support for war-torn Ukraine in surprise visits to Britain and France on Wednesday, pushing for fighter jets to battle Russian invaders in a dramatic speech to the UK Parliament and then flying to Paris to meet the French and German leaders over dinner at the Elysee Palace. Today, Zelensky will join EU leaders at a summit in Brussels, which German Chancellor Olaf Scholz described as a signal of European solidarity and community. Zelensky's European tour and pleas for more advanced weapons came as Ukraine braces for an expected Russian offensive and hatches its own plans to retake land held by Moscow's forces. Western support has been key to Kiev's surprisingly stiff defence, and the two sides are engaged in grinding battles. Zelensky thanked the British people for their support since day one of Moscow's invasion nearly a year ago, as Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said fighter jets were part of the conversation about aid to Ukraine. Zelensky said Ukraine needs all kinds of supplies, not just planes, but also ammunition and long-range missiles. Zelensky was greeted last night on the steps of the Elysee Palace with a friendly embrace by Macron. The visit marks a turnaround in Zelensky's relations towards France and Germany, which earlier in the war were viewed by many in Ukraine as not doing enough to help. Zelensky's travel to European capitals on Wednesday was just his second foreign trip since Russia invaded. In December, he travelled to Washington to meet with President Joe Biden and addressed the US Congress. A Florida man has been acquitted on charges of illegally voting, but convicted of lying on his voter registration application in a closely watched voter fraud case. The split verdict in Hillsborough County was the first time a Florida jury weighed in on a case of one of the 19 people that Ron DeSantis announced were being charged with voter fraud in August. Nearly all of the 19 have said they did not know they were ineligible to vote and believed they could do so because they received a voter registration card from the state. Voter fraud is extremely rare in the United States, and voting rights advocates have decried the prosecutions as a thinly veiled effort to intimidate people from voting. The Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, a group that works with people with felonies to get their voting rights back, said they heard from several people ahead of last year's midterm election who chose not to risk voting because they were afraid of being prosecuted. 49-year-old Nathan Hart was convicted on Tuesday of false affirmation in connection with an election, a third-degree felony punishable by up to five years in prison. Sentencing is set for the 27th of February. The conviction comes as Ron DeSantis is seeking additional personnel and funding for his Office of Election Crimes and Security, a new statewide agency that handled Hart's case. Florida Republicans are also seeking expanded powers for the statewide prosecutor to charge people for it. Three of the 19 cases filed this summer have been dismissed because judges ruled that the statewide prosecutor did not have the authority to bring the cases. But a new bill in the legislature would explicitly give the statewide prosecutor the power to do so. Since 2019, Florida has allowed people with felonies to vote once they complete their sentence unless they're convicted of murder or sexual offenses. Hart and the other 19 people charged all had prior crimes that fell into the latter two categories, but nearly all have said they did not know they were disqualified. The president of Turkey on Wednesday acknowledged shortcomings in his country's response to the world's deadliest earthquake in more than a decade, as hope dwindled that more survivors would emerge from the rubble of thousands of toppled buildings. With the death toll approaching 15,000, Turkish President Erdogan visited the especially hard-hit Hatay province, where more than 3,500 people died and entire neighbourhoods were destroyed. Residents there have criticised the government's efforts, saying rescuers were slow to arrive. Erdogan, who faces a tough battle for re-election in May, reacted to the mounting frustration by acknowledging problems with the emergency response to Monday's 7.8 magnitude quake, but said that winter weather had been a factor. The earthquake also destroyed the runway in Hatay's airport, further disrupting the response. Meanwhile, rescue teams in Turkey and Syria searched for signs of life in the rubble. Teams of more than two dozen countries have joined tens of thousands of local emergency personnel in the effort. But the scale of destruction from the quake and its powerful aftershocks was so immense and spread over such a wide area that many people were still awaiting help. Experts said the survival window for those trapped under the rubble or otherwise unable to obtain basic necessities was closing rapidly. At the same time, they said it was too soon to abandon hope.